Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the preview show ahead of Bayern Munich's match against Hertha Berlin in the Bundesliga. This one should be very interesting, and mostly because of how Julian Nagelsmann will approach this, given all of the injuries and sicknesses that he's had to deal with. It looks like he might be getting pretty close to having his full squad back, but a couple of key players will still miss the match. But either way, I'd expect Bayern Munich to be ready to go. And honestly, I'm expecting them to put a big beating on Hertha Berlin this weekend in the rare Sunday match. And I got to be honest, I'm not a big fan of the Friday matches. I might be even less of a fan of the Sunday matches. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's just a routine thing or it's just something I can't get used to. But for me, Saturday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time is always the best match. So uh, let's get right to it, and we'll take a look at where each team is in the standings. Let's start with the table toppers at Bayern Munich through 19 match days. They have 15 wins, one draw, three losses. They have scored 61 goals for, 18 against. Overall, they have 46 points. And they have won four of their last five games. That loss, of course, was in the first game of the Rook Runda, where they dropped a 2-1 decision to Gladbach. But the Bavarians did rebound last week against FC Köln with a 4-0 victory. And I think everyone would probably say that Bayern Munich got back on track and looked very good last week against a very good, at least what I would say is very good, Köln team, who has a a bright future, I would say. I think they're well-organized. Uh, they do have some talent, not as not nearly as much as a squad like Bayern Munich, but uh, I like their coach. I like the way they approach the game. I like how fearless they play. So uh, I think that Köln side has a lot going for them. As for Hertha Berlin, so <laughs> Hertha has been one of the uh, teams that I know I didn't have a lot of high hopes for entering the season and I expected them to be in the midst of a relegation battle. And so far they are uh, hanging right outside uh, the relegation danger zone. Hertha is in 13th place. They through 19 match days, they have six wins, four draws and nine losses. They have scored 21 goals for 38 against and have tacked on 22 points which puts them ahead of Wolfsburg, Augsburg, Armenia, Bielefeld, who has 18 and they are in 16th place. Stuttgart has 18 and is in 17th place. And Grootefert, who is in dead last, 18th place with just seven points. They are almost certainly going to be relegated. But those spots from roughly 11, which is VfL Bochum, to 17 with VfB Stuttgart, that is where I kind of think things are going to to see clubs interchange positions over the course of the next uh you know 10 to 12 weeks really and then i think by that point we'll know who will be going into relegation who will be fighting for their lives in the 16th position but it really could go a bunch of different ways it's just so funny to see gladback Uh, sitting in 12th place right in the mix for relegation. Wolfsburg, another team who I think many people thought would be among the top four squads this season. And Augsburg, who just spent uh, a ton of money, well, a a ton for them anyway, on Ricardo Pepe from FC Dallas, hoping to revive their squad. Uh, But, you know, that Augsburg squad, Wolfsburg, Gladbach, 
those are teams that I think have a legit shot to survive. Although with the way things are going, if any of them hit a downward spiral, it could go really bad really quickly. And I guess you could really say Wolfsburg is in the midst of that downward spiral because in their last five games, they've lost four and had a draw. So it's pretty ugly. Uh, there's really no way to sugarcoat it at Wolfsburg, but that is a conversation for another time as we are going to focus on Bayern Munich and Hertha Berlin. And when you look at this match, I think right away you're going to say, all right, well, despite injuries, despite uh, comebacks from COVID and people not being quite 100%, Bayern Munich should be heavily favored. And you would be right if you thought that way. Uh, you know, there still is a laundry list of players battling something at Bayern Munich. Uh, you know, we can start with Bunasar and Eric Chupo Maxim, Eric Maxim Chupo Moting, uh, both out uh, at AFCON representing their countries. Uh, Alfonso Davies, of course, uh, battling myocarditis after COVID-19. So he is not yet ready to go. Leon Goretzka has been working out individually, but he is also not going to be ready to go. Although things do look promising for Goretzka. It's probably safe to say Byron is going to be very cautious with him as they don't want to rush him back. That patella injury uh, could be very tricky. So I'd expect him to sit out maybe even longer than he needs to just so Byron is sure he's okay. But I think on the other end, it's tough to really say with any certainty, but we should see Luca Hernandez, Kingsley Coman, Leroy Sané, of course, uh, made his appearance last week. So I'd expect him to even have a bigger role this week. Um, Josip Stanisic, he's another player who probably won't be back just yet. Of course, he is battling a torn muscle and looks to be very close to being ready. And I guess it's really not out of the question that he could suit up, but it doesn't appear like that will happen just yet. He might be another week or two uh, from showing his face uh, on the game day roster. I just don't think Bayern Munich needs him at this point. So they're also not going to rush him back. As for who will suit up and who will make up that starting 11, it's a great question because even with the players being cleared, uh, how fit they are is really a big question. And (laughs) there are a couple positions this week where I think Julian Nagelsmann has some very interesting choices to make. So let's take a look at examining some of those positions as we walk through the starting 11, or at least my predicted starting 11. Manuel Neuer, of course, I think will start. Now he's missed a couple of days of practice this week. The club is insisting it's just for rest. These are maintenance days. Uh, So uh, basically load management. And if you're a Sixers fan, you probably are sick of hearing that term, but uh, Neuer, uh, more so than some of the Sixers who like to take advantage of load management, Neuer probably needs it, and he's still at the top of his game and doing really well. So I'd expect Neuer to uh, to be in between the sticks. As for the back four, this is a, a very interesting spot because I think we have Dio Upamakano, Nicholas Sula, Benjamin Pavar, and Luca Hernandez all eligible and ready to go. I think Omar Richards is also going to be in the mix and ready to go. Who will Nagelsmann go to? For my money, I'm going to say he's going to want to get Dio Upamakano and Nicholas Sula at center back. I think he'll use Luca Hernandez as a left back in this situation and Benjamin Pavar at right back. Now, one thing I will say with the ongoing contract negotiations for Nicholas Sula, 
if he is not in the starting 11, this is beginning to tell me where his talks are going. Because to me, this is an opportunity for Nagelsmann to use him and to show his commitment to him, uh, especially with uh, the ability to push Luca Hernandez out to left back uh, pretty seamlessly. So I think this is a spot where whatever is going on with Sula, we're going to get a, a picture of that. And if he's on the bench, I'm going to start feeling a little bit more pessimistic about the chances of him returning. Of course, if you've been following that story, it's kind of back and forth. Uh, you know, Sula seems like he is open to a move. The club wants to retain him. Sula, you know, you'll see another story where Sula will indi- kind of indicate or you, sources will indicate that Sula is open to a move, but he'd like to stay at Bayern Munich. So that one could go a bunch of different ways. If he's out of the lineup, I do think that tells us something. Benjamin Pavar, who, of course, wants to be a center back, I think will be pushed back out to right back where he will have to finish out the rest of this season. Uh, and it will be up to him and the club as to how they want to proceed together. And a lot of that will be dependent on what happens with Nicholas Sula. So that's what I think the back four will be. Uh, as far as the central midfield, it's another good question. So Joshua Kimmich, I believe, will be back in the central midfield. So that locks down one spot. The other position, I think Nagelsmann has four options, and I'm not quite sure which way he will go. Uh, I want to say he's going to use Marcel Sabitzer there. And I think that would be a wise decision because Sabitzer has taken one for the team the last couple of weeks. He's played left back, by far not his natural position. In fact, he hasn't even looked comfortable at all. And for a player that was really struggling with his form and his confidence heading into the Rook Ronda, I'm not so sure that playing him at a foreign position was the best move, but he needed to do what he needed to do for the team. And I think it would be a just reward for him to come back and get a chance in the central midfield. If Sabitzer is not selected, I think Nagelsmann has three clear options. The first, Jamal Musiala. Again, Musiala is not really uh, an eight per se. He is more of a 10 and an attacker, but we've seen Nagelsmann deploy Musiala as an eight just to get him on the field. And I think this would be a spot where uh, it would be more of a no harm, no foul if Nagelsmann used Musiala this way. That said, uh, I just have this weird feeling that Musiala will start on the bench and he will come in around the 60th minute or 65th minute as a substitute. The other two options that Nagelsmann have has uh, Quarantan Tolisso and Mark Roca. Roca, I think, has shown something, uh, just not enough. I think his style of play is just not a great fit. And it's not, it's so weird because I, I think he's a talented guy and I think he can fit with a lot of teams. I think he's a little bit too conservative offensively and likes to sit a little bit deeper than Bayern Munich would like for their style of play. So for Roca, I think it's a possibility that he starts. That would allow Kimmich to venture further upfield, but I'm not so sure Nagelsmann will call Roca's number. I wasn't too big of a fan of Roca's performance last week. I thought he did some good things, but I do think he's just not a fit for Bayern's style of play. As for Tolisso, he is making a case for the club to resign him. And of course, that was always thought to be a deal, a done deal, essentially, that he was going to leave the club. He hasn't gotten a great opportunity. He's had a lot of injuries, which have really hindered his chances at having an opportunity. But Tolisso still has that dynamic style of play. And while he might not be as explosive as he once was prior to his knee injury, he's still pretty damn good. He has a lot to offer any team. 
to me, this all comes down to Tolisso. If he wants to be with Bayern Munich and he wants to be the type of player who can accept a lesser role, then I think it's a, it's a natural fit. I think he should stay. But if he's someone who wants to be on the pitch, wants to play a lot, and wants to prove himself, he's going to have to leave because I just don't see Tolisso reaching the level to usurp any position in the central midfield from uh, Joshua Kimmich or Leon Goretzka or even an attacking midfield role from the likes of Thomas Muller or Jamal Musiala. So while Tolisso is a very good player and has a lot to offer, I'm just not so sure that... uh, you know, his future is at Bayern Munich. But for this game, I think this could be another situation where Nagelsmann, if Nagelsmann really does want to retain Tolisso, it could be a gesture of goodwill to give him the start in this match. And I wouldn't be surprised if it goes that way. So a a lot of what happens here, I think between this, the choice of either Sabitzer or Tolisso is going to show us a little bit about where Bayern Munich is leaning uh, what they're looking to for the future and whoever does not get selected and, you know, knowing Nagelsmann, it could be both players. Uh, I think they might have to start freshening up that resume and maybe not get so comfortable in their digs uh, in Munich, because I think both players, uh, while I think are both very good talents have the capability to move on in the summer if they so choose. And it's more of a fit thing than anything just because you have Joshua Kimmich and Leon Gretzka already in those positions. As for wing, I think we'll see Leroy Sané and Serge Gnabry. Uh, Kingsley Coman is, his status, I would say, at this point is probable based on the reports. Uh, But I think it would be wise for Nagelsmann to start him on the bench and use him as a substitute. He might not be quite ready uh, for a full 90 or even to start a match right now. So I think the conservative approach with a player like Coman is the safe one. And that's probably what Bayern Munich will do. So Sané, I think is a, is a shoe in at this point. I think he got his legs back under him last week against Colm. He looked really good. So I think he'll get to start at left wing. And I think Gnabry will start at right wing. And while Gnabry was, was honestly not very good last week, uh, this is a good opportunity for him to kind of work out the kinks in his game. We could also see, also see Nagelsmann opt to bump Musiala out in favor of uh, Gnabry, uh, or I should say bump Musiala in in favor of Gnabry, just because Musiala has the capability to play wing. And I think that it's worthwhile to give him the opportunity to attack. I think that's really where his talent is. I mean, if it were me, as much as I like Musiala in the center of the park, I think he is a deadly and lethal attacker and brings so much to it that I, I just really love him in the wing position. So it uh, wouldn't shock me to see Musiala over Gnabry, but I think Nagelsmann knows, again, this is a great opportunity to get some of his veterans back on the right track, and it would be a good chance for Gnabry to get his rhythm back. So the other two positions I would say are Robert Lewandowski at striker and Thomas Muller at the uh, 10 position, whether you consider that a second striker or an attacking midfielder, doesn't really matter. Muller does what he does all the time. So as for a prediction on this match, uh, it could go a bunch of different ways, all of them favoring a Bayern Munich win. I think it's actually going to be another blowout. I'm going to say this one will also be a 4-0 victory. Uh, Bayern's going to come out with a better lineup, a more talented lineup. And I think that they're just going to have the edge overall in this game. I think that Bayern Munich is just getting to the point again where they are going to be rolling 
And, you know, there's a lot of players there that one are going to be anxious to get out on the pitch and they're going to be rested. And for Hertha Berlin, they've got, of course, the day FA Pokal match, which is today I'm recording on a Wednesday. Uh, you know, they will be playing Union Berlin in the day FA Pokal. That would be a big emotional match. And, uh, you know, this could be something that takes a lot out of Hertha, both emotionally and physically. So Bayern Munich will be there to strike. And I think that uh, this one is going to be a bit of a route. So 4-0 Bayern Munich, as always, check out our site for all the coverage leading up to the game, all of our great game coverage, including our initial analysis, the live blog, uh, match awards, observations, the post-game podcast. Over the next couple of days, you'll also see a weekend warm-up and our flagship show as well. So hang with us at BFW. we got a lot of good stuff going on, and we love when you guys hit the site, drop us some comments, or catch up with us on social media. As always, you can get me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get Tom at Tommy Adams 71. You can get Jake at Jefferson Fenner. And you can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.